0: <laughs> oh there it is yay yeah i'm trying to talk you into let's let's talk about Arrowverse, and as soon as i see it recording it's gonna be like so have you seen the 100 i know you're gonna do that to me <laughs> and yes i have <laughs> I I, but the reason i can't is because i haven't finished it oh my god so yeah
1: I'm, i i actually am 100 gonna ask you to come back and talk about 100 season 6 okay. but i think i might also invite my friend carolyn who uh, loves sure. that show yeah yeah and see if she can come join us yeah Cause holy shit, season yes. six!
0: I can't wait to finish it. I mean, more th- we watch obviously a lot of shows. We talk about a lot about uh, talk about a lot about about us shows. Yes, but there has been nothing I've watched recently that has made me go into like that full manic binge mode of oh, I have to keep watching. Yeah. I I mean, the one hundred has mastered the like <laughs> if you like the bullshit that we're slinging you're going to be hooked into the right. bullshit
1: we're slinging. That show has managed to reinvent itself and still be fascinating. Constantly, yeah.
0: So many times. I think there's no better testament to why 13-episode seasons is the way to go mm. and serialized over episodic is the way to go. Yeah. Because the 100 shows, like, I think that show would be okay but fun if it was like long seasons. I mean, honestly, I think I love, obviously, Arrowverse, uh, but I think the long seasons hurt all of their shows, even though I really love them. If the Arrowverse existed as 100 style, where it was like very, very serialized and half length seasons, 13 episode long seasons, I think Arrowverse would be, even better and Hmm. even more compelling, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, when you go back and watch, like, old Next Generation stuff, and there's 26 (laughs) episodes a (laughs) season, and you have a good 10 episodes per season that you could
0: just have not made Chuck, yeah, yeah. And, and until you do a rewatch you're you're like tng is so good you're thinking yeah. of maybe like 20 to 50 episodes it's weird because that's you go the way back and like, used oh, to be right
1: like, i mean but still like the best episodes of tng are still my favorite show of all absolutely, time absolutely because they're just so goddamn so good. good yeah but there's a lot of fat that mm-hmm. could be trimmed you know
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Well, welcome to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. I'm your host and I'm here with Douglas Gale. Welcome back, Doug.
0: I'm your co-guest, Douglas Gale. Yay. <laughs> so there's so to- a good So there's our question. Is superheroes sci-fi? Because we were just talking about sci-fi. this before we started recording.
1: Right. Like, uh, do do we have any right to be covering the Arrowverse on this show, which yes. we're doing? Because right. obviously we are doing it. We're doing it, right. and we're already on year three of Arrowverse. And but yeah, I just said before we started recording, I was like, this, "Is this even a sci-fi show?" And I think
0: it is. I th- I feel that most superhero universes are sci-fi. They they they, yeah. they, they exist as arguably as science fiction, not just because it's like, oh, this is weird make up stuff. I don't think that science fiction, by its nature, has to be in space. So that, right. like, that's not an issue. So we're on I Earth. Agree. I totally agree. And with then that. science fiction is a way to explore current situations in a fictional universe. Like that's one of the hallmarks of science fiction. It's it's a way uh-huh. it looks at society or it looks at things. You know,
1: right? Even if it's in the future, it's telling us about what's happening now through like allegory or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And
0: that it takes technologies or things that are happening yes and then extrapolates them forward. Totally. And, yeah. and uh, that's the that's the that's the sort of the weakest pillar of where superhero stuff is because superheroes don't don't necessarily take like an existing technology and say, okay, what if we spilled chemicals on somebody <laughs> and <laughs> shot them with lightning, you know? what is <laughs> <laughs> Well
1: yeah, okay, but I think that there But yeah. I think that there are uh superhero stories that are sci-fi and superhero stories that aren't. I think that uh, Superman is an incredible sci-fi story. Yeah. It's an alien child who Absolutely. crash lands right. on Earth and has powers because they have a red sun right. and we have a yellow sun. right? So all of a sudden, he has superpowers and how does he exist on our planet and what does he do with that? Right. I think I, I've always loved Superman because at its core, it's like fucking great sci-fi. And yes. that's why Smallville was such a good show because they right. leaned into that. Yeah. They're like, Clark Kent, you're a fucking alien. He's alien. like, oh my God, I'm an alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was awesome. But then you have something like Arrow which really doesn't feel like sci-fi to me.
0: Right. Because the, I mean, yes, he has some technology that doesn't exist, but the technology isn't an ex. It's we're not exploring the technology itself. Exactly. Which is what science fiction is supposed to do.
1: We're exploring how this one man (laughs) can save his city. But the flash is hardcore sci-fi, you know? Yeah. Like totally. And, and I think that Legends of Tomorrow looks like it's going to be batshit crazy oh, sci fi. And I'm so I close. Can't. I'm
0: so pumped. Is, is, I, and I should know this. It's embarrassing, but do Legends start in Arrowverse Year 4 or Year 5? Yeah, five?
1: I looked it up. It's halfway through Year 4. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because if the Arrow and the Flash take place in the same universe and one of them feels like sci fi and the other doesn't, right. does that make the Arrow sci fi by association
0: right. so this is why i mean I, I do say that yes it does fall apart in the direct analogy of like oh arrow is just a guy who's decided to murder people with bow and arrow that is not a science fiction thing but <laughs> he exists in a universe where science fictiony stuff does exist absolutely so, and the
1: multiverse know. is like
0: oh yeah there I, what i love about superheroes
1: is that there's usually like hardcore sci-fi concepts in there yeah but It's just to make sure that we're still having fun. You know, it's just to make sure that we're still being entertained and like going on crazy adventures. Yes. And usually it's to learn something about what it means to be a hero and you know what it means to exist in a society right. and to do good for your society and all that stuff I think falls under the umbrella of science fiction but yeah. still feels it's not like, hard sci-fi right definitely it's not. not hard sci-fi. definitely not you, uh, but there know, could be hard sci-fi concepts inside of
0: it right but also I mean I think an argument could be made well this is interesting and in my own head is interesting like I love Star Trek but is it science fiction I mean it has a lot of the tropes <laughs> I mean, <yeah>. of sci- <laughs> it has a lot of the tropes of science fiction but it's I mean it's also a lot of their science is just like make them up science so it's not hard sci-fi i don't i don't
1: need the science in my science fiction to make sense right i need it to i need there to be an attempt right to have it sound like it makes sense but star Star trek Trek does that I think star
0: trek is closer than like star wars right which is is fantasy which is fantasy right star Star wars is the perfect combo
1: of sci-fi and fantasy and that's why i love it so much. yeah
0: and that's i mean i'm not the only one that calls it but i think of that as space fantasy Sure. You know, space fantasy I'm or maybe science fantasy. But I like that even better. Yeah. it's it's, it's So I'm not replacing like the science with fantasy because it's still there. Right. And yeah, I'm removing the word fiction. We'll just take fiction for granted. Well, because it yeah. happened
1: a long time ago and <laughs> <on> the galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Far
0: away. It's, it's yeah. a historical document.
1: Did you hear the whole thing about how midichlorians were George Lucas's attempt to science fiction science fictionalize the Star Wars universe? Oh, I, I didn't. He wanted to pull it back from fantasy and put it more into sci-fi. Sure. So if he has some sort of scientific-sounding mechanism through which the Force works, right. in his mind, it became more sci-fi. Right,
0: because that's one of the most common sort of degradations against Star Wars when talking to people who are, like, hardcore sci-fi fans yeah. is that it has space magic. You who. Know? fucking cares yeah star trek also like, riddled with space magic
1: this is one of the things Hence where i'm like mushroom scale like sure people like to make youtube videos of like is star wars sci-fi no but like who right, cares right. i mean it's great like we yeah. love it yeah. and it has sci-fi elements and if you're a sci-fi fan and you like star wars yeah it, it doesn't make you less of a sci-fi fan to like star wars because yeah. it has fantasy in it
0: yeah it's star wars is space fantasy and yeah. superheroes can be science fantasy You know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's not hard science fiction. Right. It's not the exploration specifically of, you know, I mean, like Black Mirror shit where like, you're like, oh, what if this technology, but a little bit pushed forward, you know? Yeah. And that's a dark exploration of it. And that's, that to me is like, that's like, yeah, that's like dark science, uh, science fiction.
1: Yeah. Black Mirror is a show that I want to like save to podcast about. Oh sure. I've, been, I've watched a couple of episodes. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. And at some point I want to go through and like watch them all and podcast about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I've watched sporadically most of them, but there's a lot I haven't seen because I have a hard I mean it's uncomfortable and it's Yeah. I like the the sort of what they do, and some of them are great that I've seen and some are okay, but it's also like ugh it's an uneasy feeling sometimes. It makes right. me feel too icky to binge it. And I totally it's like I don't watch horror at all because yeah. I don't I don't need to watch horror. Yeah. Like the it does, hundred, I don't like the feeling it gives me. The
1: 100 is the weird exception to that for me, where there's a lot of horror elements and it's very unsettling, but right. I need all of it like yeah. right away.
0: Yeah. It was only the previous season where I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to take a pause here on you.
1: Season five was rough. Yeah. It was dark. Yeah. Like the dark years. Yeah. You know? I'm
0: glad that they have a season six to kind of yeah. clear my brain palette of that. It was
1: way less dark in yeah. season six, but I, we'll talk about this when you finish it, but I thought that season six was awesome yeah just like the overall concept of it
0: yeah built so well on what had come before and that is some great science fantasy because it's none of it is anywhere within the realm of like what we are working on here right but just taking a concept of like well what if this did exist through technology and then exploring it you know and that is exploring the ramifications of it you know
1: totally so. Yeah. Well, let's jump into Arrowverse year yeah. 3. We yeah. have a lot to talk about. There's so a lot, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Arrow season 3 and the Flash season 1, and I don't really know how to go about doing this, so we're just going to we'll jump in out. and we'll, see we'll what figure happens. it out as we go. Yeah. Um, which show
0: do you want to start with? Uh, well, I don't Arrow. care, let's a- start with The Flash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with The Flash. You I I believe you didn't like The Flash.
1: I did I did not say that. Okay. I I liked Arrow Season 3 more than I liked Flash Season 1. Oh, fair. Okay. But yeah. I did like Flash Season 1. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as I wanted to like it, which yeah. was as much as I liked Arrow Season 1. Right. If that makes any sense. It does. And to me still the pinnacle of the Arrowverse has been Arrow Season 1. Which oh, interesting. Which for me was just this like really high bar. Yeah. I. But I loved Arrow Season 3. Yeah. And that's kind of why I want to save that for a second because okay. I was so into it. But I think we might go back and forth between the Ooh, two balance. as yeah. we go. And I think
0: I, I'm wondering if our expectations are different too because mm-hmm. I had said before i'd never i I watched arrow season one almost as a joke i'm like (laughs) yeah what's this like it's uh, it's gonna be another like canadian produced cheesy bullshit bad implementation of comic books so just sort of like which i uh, i i love even though it is hokey as shit like the old 90s flash or birds of prey another cw show which is it's okay and it's weird but it's (laughs) it's not you know It's still missing that oomph, and Arrow surprised me, but I still thought, like, all right, this guy's running around murdering people with a bow. Yeah. But then I got wrapped up in the Arrowverse. I watched everything else, and I was like, no, this is great, and rewatching with you, I had a new appreciation for season one in a Hmm. way that I didn't at first. I still like some of the other stuff that comes later, but I think coming into it, me expecting this to be, like, hokey bullshit, yeah. so flash was like this breath of fresh air for me right actually flash season one coming out is what made me go okay i am gonna go into the arrowverse like i am you're in this now. You're is, i'm interested in exploring this yeah and i'll start with the the hokey uh arrow season one yeah so i can get to the flash experience
1: for me when i watch something like this one of my most treasured Uh, experiences is suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. If you can suck me into a made up universe and really make me care about the characters and what's happening and really believe that what's happening is happening. Yeah. That's just one of my favorite feelings. I mean, that's what I'm in this for is suspension of disbelief. And I, and season one of Arrow was so expertly plotted where every revelation came at the perfect moment. Right. And there was revelations happening left and right. And like what they gave you in the beginning was just enough to keep you hooked, but they kept so much from you that yeah. was unfolded over time and you could follow all of it perfectly because it made perfect sense. And right. like, uh, I, I use this word sometimes teleological, which I learned in oh, sure. music school, you yeah. know, something that grows out of itself. Right. the, and the, the
0: f- definition of the thing is the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What uh, does chocolate
0: taste like? Kind of like chocolate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like uh, like a teleological musical composition will be like something like the Star Wars Imperial March, um, being used throughout the score, where you have this like dun 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 dum but uh but then they use that later right. in a different context with like different uh, music underneath it, like that grew out of itself, right? So. I felt like the storytelling in season one of Arrow was just exquisitely organic. Yes. And I
0: loved it. And they stay true because I can suspend my disbelief right away, especially with comic book stuff. Like I'm well versed in the trope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I suspend my disbelief already i'll suspend disbelief for reality yes totally Uh, but what i am very specific about is being internally consistent yes or huge for me in show acknowledging with a wink and a nod even bigger we're not being internally consistent and that's
1: why i love stargate so much because they always do that shit so for me Arrow season two was a little harder for me to follow with my suspension of disbelief. Gotcha. Yep. Mostly because of what we talked about last time right, with Slate Wilson. And they're getting more comic book. Getting you know. so upset about Shadow's death. And, right. Yeah. Um, but then Arrow season three w- was weird for me because it kind of rode this line where it, it was there was like one element of the story that was really pissing me off. Right. But everything else that worked around it was working really well for me. And gotcha. then as the season went along... Um, that thing was addressed and right. it made me feel better. Gotcha. And then I loved where it went. Yeah. Whereas with The Flash, there were some huge things that really stuck in my brain.
0: So what are the stuff that stands out for you that you did not like in terms of Flash? Okay.
1: So the basic premise of The Flash is that you have, uh these people working at star labs with the flash with barry allen to try to capture all these metahumans and right. then they store them in these storage containers Metahumans
0: that they created because of the accident that had happened
1: right because we find out later that uh, you know, of course we're going to go into right. heavy spoiler territory you know that well, well, we You've can here, do it we can just say
0: for, uh, the particle accelerator that they were doing to smash particles together because that's what scientists love to do right to smash, <laughs> atoms smash atoms those into particles so this is fucked up and it uh, caused a, a a dark matter energy wave right. to ripple out over Central City, which killed people and turned other people into super beings.
1: Right. Which Heroes created, or villains. It's what created the Flash. Right. And it, we find out later that it was done by Harrison Wells, who is actually Eobard Thawne, who is this right. man from the future who uh, went back in time to try to kill Barry's mom, but then couldn't get back to the future uh you know <laughs> right. and i just distracted myself by actually using back to the future <laughs> just casually that's what i was
0: saying we could just go with um start wars anyway, created
1: yes metahumans, create all these metahumans. now they're and,
0: trying to contain them
1: right Barry and th- is, so here's my first issue yes. is that the way that they contain the metahumans did not address the fact that they are stuck in these tiny little pods with no bathrooms with no way to change and they always had <laughs> well, their makeup well,
0: done and looked clean and they do at one point someone's like hey how do I like what about going to the bathroom and they just right. go they basically to me that's a wink and a nod to the audience like, I, yeah. I
1: agree but that had been really bothering me right and then uh, later on you see that those pods like move around inside sure. of the particle accelerator yeah. yeah but for me personally like I really needed to know that our heroes were treating these people that they locked away with some sort of humanity because it doesn't seem like they are I see. so then are our heroes heroic if they are just locking people right. up with no chance of being released with no chance of being um, you know rehabilitated right especially that one girl who could teleport who just seemed really cool and was kind of a um empathetic character where she was like doing bad things because she was in a bad relationship but wasn't necessarily a bad person so this is
0: i do think that they eventually address this the 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 care and feeding of the prisoners to me was it's a that's like a non-issue because because you're a monster no, because they're they're in a they're in their giant super science building. Like right. I'm positive that they can they they've worked out a prison four super beings that they've got locked into their i'm sure they've got like food and bathroom sure
1: of, of course they must somewhere because right. there's no piss and shit all over the floor right but, but i but as the, a viewer that's just something that i needed that really bothered uh, me. yes so
0: i don't need that because that's just yeah. like it's pl- it literally well, it's literally probably we'll for you <laughs> <laughs> but that's where because i can suspend my disbelief because it's it's like star wars star trek shit where yeah i can come up with headcanon easily right that explains this oh that, so can that, i that isn't but
1: counter- i need it but i need it the show just just in this one case right this is something that like i just needed the show to give me yeah because i am concerned about you know the the humanity of the prisoners and the show didn't seem to be and that bothered me i'm
0: more concerned about the ethical implications of just like arresting a person not even arresting them you know but and then locking them away in this thing yeah without any oversight and exactly yes but that's different than, like, where do they shit? You well, know? that's all wrapped I up I know for that me. they're going that's to the bathroom. all combined. I'm concerned about that also. Clearly, you know? their health and beauty is being well taken care of. Right. They're not being dehumanized at that level. Everything that is concerning is... In the show and addressed in the show, which is they're locked in cages,
1: right? And they, I mean, they talk about what I'm saying. Like they did right. say, like we were planning to re- rehabilitate them and never got
0: around to it, right? Which almost made it worse for me. Well, no, but that's I mean, but they they're they're addressing it. It's not it's not left on the table. So that's what I liked about Flash, yeah. where Arrow they the, <laughs> Arrow murders people and they they sort of address it and then they go back on it and then they address it like that flip flops. Through seven seasons of Arrow yeah. murdering, not murdering people. And I don't
1: need Arrow to be the perfect hero. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, sure, like, sure. I like the fact that he's a flawed hero. And I like the fact that he's wrestling with whether or not to kill. I think that's, that's like, <laughs> do fertile you, storytelling do you like that
0: ground. He shoots Barry with Arrow says training. Yes.
1: I liked it. I did like that.
0: <laughs> that was one of the more, like, shocking when I first watched it. I know. First it like, you heal fast. Like, what the f-
1: fuck well he's trying to teach him a lesson and like, like in oliver Jesus. queen's like extreme brain that's what made the most Jesus, sense but that I, is... I enjoy it. i love the crossovers <laughs> oh the um, crossovers okay so are great. that that really bothered me yeah um the other th- the the way that the whole season wrapped up i really struggled with because right. barry goes back in time to save his mom has second thoughts realizes that he he doesn't I don't know what. Like, he doesn't have the right to change the timeline once he's there and decides not to?
0: Yes, because what he's being told is that if he goes back and saves his mom, then so much of the people's lives around him will change. Like, he will never... Have uh, Joe West as a father, right? He'll get raised by uh, 1990s Flash, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Allen Ship <laughs> or whatever his name is. Yeah, and his mom will be alive, and yeah. you know maybe he won't grow close to Iris, who right. is portrayed as effectively his soulmate. Right. You know, and
1: I feel like it's less interesting to watch him make that decision without going back, but I think it it resonates truer for him to not go back just as a character, like as a viewer watching you mean this you'd show. You'd rather
0: him decide not to go back and just not go back. Yes. See, I liked that he went back because he's. I, I feel like he's still conflicted yeah. about it. And then it's like, it takes him going back like, sure, okay, I could do this. Yeah, and I guess like,
1: for some reason, because Barry Allen is arguably a purer, hero than right. arrow i for lack of a better word <laughs> yeah um, he's i yeah. kind of felt like he's
0: chaotic good <laughs> and uh arrow is neutral I feel evil like, <laughs> i feel like barry is like lawful
1: good like, I, feel I feel like, like barry, barry knows wrote lawful right good thing. on
0: his character sheet but does not play him as lawful <laughs> good
1: yeah maybe he's just he's not walking up people in right see that's the Dude. thing is like i i feel like barry allen is Talked about as being this like pure hero throughout right. the course of the show, but then he makes these questionable decisions right. that for me I felt like there was a disconnect, yeah. And I for me it felt like the writers came up with these great story beats, yeah. like Barry going back to save his mom is a great story yeah, beat. Yeah, and yeah, deciding yeah. not to is a great story beat, yeah. and it was so emotional, yeah. But at the same time, like, I felt like I was just kind of being led through a story instead of experiencing something that felt organic. organic. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, I will say that that for sure is that the a lot of the Flash feels forced. Hmm. But I also think that some of that is in service to trying to stay true to the comic book origins. So I, I think that balances out a little bit later on in the sense that you're like, okay, era, Flash season one exists. Now the organic stuff kind of starts later, like season two, season three, hmm. everything more flows from what they've already established. Like here's the, this is the weird baseline. Like this yeah. is what's going on. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And then I, I really struggled with the, th- the fact that Eddie Thon Right. Kills himself. Right. Erasing himself from existence, which means that his distant ancestor Eobar was never born. Right. So in the moment that Eddie kills himself, we all watch Eobard Thon disappear. Right. And for some reason we all remember that he existed. And right. that just didn't make sense oh, at y- all.
0: You should right now disabuse yourself of any inclination that time travel temporal mechanics will work in a consistent <laughs> way. Not only between the Arrowverse writ large, not only between a series itself, not only between the season of a series. <laughs> not even within <laughs> an episode itself wow it is they it is it is timey-wimey <laughs> yeah and that i think is the way to go unless you're trying to do your kind of grand uh, temporal mechanics theoretical show, you know. Yeah, uh, Star Trek I, again. I'll bring it up. Star Trek temporal mechanics are all over the map. Sure, and so
1: is Doctor Who. And so I love is it Doctor Who in yeah. both of those. Right. But for some reason, it bothered me here, and yeah. I think it's because I was feeling like the story was being forced, and I I felt like I wanted.
0: I I wanted something
1: more organic. That
0: felt organic to me in Hmm. the sense because they kind of are playing up like this is a coincidence. What a weird coincidence this is. Yeah. And then future Eobard is telling present Edithon like, no, you're a fucking...
1: Yeah, you're nothing. You're a
0: loser. I'm your distant relative and i think you're garbage yeah like all of all of our bloodline are awesome people except for you yeah and he's just like eobard is evil and he's just doing this to be a dick he doesn't need to do this and he's like oh by the way your girlfriend is totally in love with basically her brother and they get married and they doink and you know no one knows about you right I thought that was great. Cause that's like, I did again, love that. It's, it's an yeah. expression of Eobard's evil. Yeah. And it also lays the groundwork for his ultimate failure, Yeah, you know? And then it gives Eddie, it's a very dark arc, but, and it's kind of sad in it. I mean, there's the, I think it could be explored more of like, Oh Jesus was, is being told by your future self who their very existence has to make you believe that he has at least access to true information shocking you in this way like yeah your girlfriend that you've been suspecting is in love with her brother yeah (laughs) it really is and you're a loser like it kind of kicks eddie into this like depression zone right you know and then but then he can use suicide as this heroic act which is kind of a gross weird thing in and of itself but it still all felt like a natural arc for him
1: i just couldn't get over the fact that if If Eddie kills himself and Eobard never exists, then how has Eobard been here the whole time? Like, he only exists until the moment where Eddie kills himself, and then his whole future is erased, but we still
0: remember it. This is where I share with you a gif of Janeway going, I hate temporal mechanics. Yeah. That's Uh, all it is. It's just the time stuff won't make sense.
1: Right. And I know that the time stuff doesn't make sense in almost any time travel thing, like, if you really pick it apart. But, But I just... I don't know. I was frustrated at this point about feeling a little jerked around story wise. I felt like yeah. they were using these big moments to try to make me feel something, but because it didn't feel like it made enough sense to me, I ended up not feeling what I wanted to feel in these big moments. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And that's this is where I think we do have normally a disconnect and stuff.
1: I agree. Where yeah.
0: I and like I said, like I want things to I can suspend disbelief, but I want them to be internally consistent. And this is I guess in a way it's own exception like time travel is never internally consistent in a show. Yeah. Um if anything once you get into Legends of Tomorrow, that's where they start to very explicitly <laughs> they try to put this veneer of like there is a system, we've kind of made up a system, but then of course they just they go against it all the time. Yeah, but they—I feel like they're more winking a nod about it. So I'm like, okay, Arrowverse time travel is just hokey nonsense.
1: It's whatever the writers needed to be on. A it's whatever day. the writers needed to be. And it's, this was my problem Doctor with Who. Avengers Endgame, also. Like, I don't, I don't like it when when science fiction is used to just kind of force emotional moments. I like it when it's used to like to deliver you to emotional moments. Yeah. if that makes sense.
0: I if if. I don't mind it being this very bizarre Deus Ex Machina right. time travel thing that comes in. I don't mind that if the reaction of the characters feels organic and natural, I don't yeah. mind there being uh, that's this like point. supernatural MacGuffin yeah, that, that absolutely g- gums up the works like that's fine
1: yeah i mean i had a similar problem with like the end of matrix three right um I, this is just my personal preference sure. like this is not right or wrong but the also, flash season one what i just looked this up it was the most successful thing to ever air on the cw I when saw it came the out same thing yeah, yeah that's crazy so i mean i and and we're getting all the things i didn't like out of the way so we can talk yeah, about yeah. what i did like because um i liked at least 80 percent of it so you know i really liked this it i like the show and i'm excited to watch season two i
0: know you've been chomping at the bit for yeah. for Arrowverse versus year four yeah but this is what i remember what i said to you before is like after watching arrow uh if you if you don't like it i mean that's it you should you probably should stop <laughs> um at least maybe give flash a try because everything that is in these shows As seasons go on, it's more of all of it. (laughs) It's more of the stuff you love, and it's more of the stuff you don't like. Right. So, like, for you, get ready for a lot more, like, time travel out of nowhere stuff that just does not make any sense, contradicts all the shit that you've seen before. Mm -hmm. There's just, like, a lot of that in the future. But the stuff that you love... There's more of that too, you know. Yeah,
1: and the stuff that I love is by far outweighing the stuff that yeah. bothers me. Yeah. There's only one other thing that bothered me about Flash season one. Yeah. But these things like really, oh yeah, detracted from my experience. You're right I, it's, by like twenty percent. Yeah. Say. You're giving Flash um, a B
0: plus. Is that B-minus? Absolutely, a, B minus?
1: absolutely a, a solid B plus. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. But the one other thing that bothered me is that we have that really good episode where Barry. Um, Accidentally jumps back in time a day where he first discovers like right. if he goes fast enough he might actually pierce time right because cool he sees himself I loved that that's when you great. find out later that that
0: was him yeah, himself yeah, I'm yeah. like this is really cool like a day from now
1: but he revealed to Iris that he was the Flash and they have this kiss right and as this like tidal wave is coming towards Central City this I'm like this episode city. rules yeah and I then just they take it away from hate you. when they take stuff away yeah. from you and then they gave it back to you really quickly but in a way that felt a lot messier and less right. satisfying right uh, and again I just felt like well they they're giving you what you want but then taking it away so they can re-give it to you slowly yes and that's a storytelling mechanic that always bothers me oh, like yeah. if you watch Fringe did you watch Fringe
0: uh no I watched the first couple episodes of the first season but never really delved into it
1: I think it was was uh season three that ended on this insane cliffhanger, yeah, where one of the characters was erased from existence, basically, and right. then season four started over. Right. And then you have to reintroduce this character who's not actually erased from, right. from existence. And right, like right, get, right. get all the characters back up to speed. And I'm like, bored. I mean right. you built a story. I don't I don't care to relive the story. I can go back and rewatch season one if I want to relive this. Right. I don't want you to retell it. Yeah, it really bothered me. And actually, I mean, season five went completely a different direction, and I still need to finish it. I actually walked away not because yeah. I didn't like it, but because I was like, I don't know, I just needed a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I still want to go back and rewatch it. I mean, I loved so much of Fringe. Yeah, it's a very flawed show, but so much of it was really, really great. Interesting. Yeah, I'll put. But on I always think of that whenever something like this happens. Yeah, I just, I just, it bothers me. I mean, there's like so many episodes of Smallville where like Clark revealed his secret to someone and then they immediately died or, or like sure.
0: time was changed or yeah, like their the, memory was erased in or Arrow, <laughs> whenever anyone learns a secret, I'm like, boy, if you're not a regular cast member, you're you good. Yeah. You're yeah. in the soup.
1: Yeah. So that was a bit of a bummer for me. Yeah. And but again, that's it. I mean, everything else right. about the season,
0: I really like. Get ready for more of that. Yeah. Because that is a trope they use. Basically, the rule of thumb for me is whenever you're watching The Flash, if anything, if you're like, oh, that's dark, or like, oh my god, did they really do that? There's a good chance they'll undo it. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: and I don't like that. I want yeah. I want shows. That's what something... I mean, Game of Thrones is nowhere right. near my favorite show. Right. I, I love Game of Thrones. I tolerated Game of Thrones mm. and sometimes really enjoyed it. Right. But the rest of the time, I tolerated it. But at
0: least it. when people died... of the time. When something fucking
1: dark happened on that show, they leaned into it, and it happened. And I appreciated
0: that. Arrow does that more and more. Obviously, when we start to talk about Arrow, we'll see that they have a huge reverse death cheat in season three. Oh, my God. And again... If they've done it before, they'll do it right. again. Death has no meaning
1: in S- season three of Arrow. Like, Oil less alert. meaning than it's ever happened before. And R- we'll, we'll get there in a second because right, I know, right. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh,
0: um, yeah. But, um, but in general, in Arrowverse, uh, when something dark happens on Flash, it gets undone. Right. When something dark happens on Arrow, they stick they, with it. They land it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean that episode also had Cisco being killed by Harrison Wells, right? And then he has flashbacks in his dreams about that for the rest yeah, of the season, which yeah. was fucking rad. For like the rest of his life, so much that was good about this. Yeah, and I love love the characters on the Flash. Yeah, like they... the real strength of the Flash yeah. is Joe West. He's he is. So great. I
0: would love to an see an
1: insanely wonderful character. I want to see
0: a supercut of Joe West tearing up because of like positive masculine. Uh, emotion oh my god i love it i would love
1: it what a great character they do that
0: i only realized it like later into flash and i was like oh wow that dude really like puts his heart into the scenes and they give him like he gets to express like real sentiment on the show, which is interesting for like a tough guy cop kind right. of character. Totally. Uh, and then rewatching season one with you, I'm like, oh, they do this out of the gate with Joe.
1: Yeah, his relationship with Barry is fantastic. Yeah, I just love how that's put together.
0: I I, I wish they explored it more, but I don't like the it's that like classic i'll shoot you if you date my daughter kind of thing right which is like it's like a gross trope but i get that they're doing it of like we're trying to show joe as this like
1: i felt like the i felt like joe was like i oh you're talking about eddie you're not talking about Barry, right? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Right. I feel like Joe's like wants Eddie and Iris to break up so that Barry and Iris can <laughs> yes, get together. Yes, he does.
0: Which but is also weird such a weird this
1: thing because the they're basically son. like step siblings. They
0: never talk about that.
1: I know. And Spoiler I
0: do they get all the way to whatever season they're at now and they still never talk about that. I don't think that that's how it is in the comics. It's not. That's, so yeah. this is one of those things that was controversial. Like uh, uh Iris West is white in the comics. Otherwise, I did read
1: that. You would have known about Of course, about, the like, fucking internet was pissed about that. But fuck those people. And it shows you that it doesn't. The actress who plays is iris west is, is great. wonderful yeah, 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 she yeah. is the perfect choice yep yeah. and so it, good yeah
0: and it's 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 i don't think that there's anything about the iris west character where she needs to be white no it would that's like pointless you know no totally uh to its detriment i don't think that flash does anything about like oh it's like a mixed race family uh but the positive of that is that it's basically like here's this sprawling mixed race family that like is NBD no one cares no one talks about it by mixed race family do you mean like they've adopted a white guy or, or just like there's no r- – racial issues don't come up at all, like Joe yeah. being a cop, but Joe also being black, you know, Iris yeah. uh being uh, black and dating these white guys, you know, there's – a racism itself is not a – it's like not a flash thing. Yeah, and if you they know, ever I appreciate
1: uh, that in TV shows because that's the future that I want where, like, it really doesn't it matter. It is no big deal. And I right. understand that we live in a time where – like, there is so much hate in the world, right? For so many different reasons. Like, as a Jew, I understand that because, like, I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this this week that I've realized recently that I am much more afraid to like be Jewish than I have been in my entire life, sure, right? Just because of Donald Trump, right? You know, and like the white supremacist movement sweeping this country, it's very scary for me, right? Um, and I had this like panic attack about stuff that I've said on podcasts about being Jewish in the right. past. And I don't know, I right, had right. this whole thing, and then I sobered up. And I'm like, wow, I gotta lay off the weed cuz i'm getting paranoid. Right, right, right. Um right. anyway, i there there is like intrinsic toxicity in our culture that is not being addressed in the flash. And i'm like, fine. Great. That's not leave what it that out. Show I don't is, need right. it. I don't I'd love to see an example of how that of how we could exist without it cuz why right. why the fuck not? I yeah. think that if i was telling this story, i i would probably do it the same way. Yeah. But I would address the fact that they're basically step siblings. Like that yeah, absolutely. is Absolutely. That is
0: that needs to be on the table.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I love Cisco. I love Caitlin. Mm, yep. There's so much I love Harrison Wells. He's great. Harrison Wells is an exceptional character. Yeah. The fact that, that actor's really good. He's so good. The fact that he kind of falls in love with young Barry Allen right. as like a son figure to him. Yeah. He goes back in time to kill Barry's to kill Barry as a child because he hates him so much. Right. But then as he gets to know him as a young man, he's like, wow, this is a really exceptional young man. And And that's the inherent dichotomy of that was really interesting.
0: And and I also well-performed. I like them. That's that to me isn't it's yeah. You're taking like a weird time travel bullshit thing, but the motivation of it of like, oh, I've done this. I hate this guy. (laughs) I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do this. Travel back in time. Kill him as a kid. Oh shit. Him as a grown up Stop me from doing it. Uh, I'm going to kill his mom now. Like I'm pissed off. Yeah. Oh, now I'm stuck in the past. Right. The only way that I can get out of the past is to create. Yeah. He's because he's flash. impatient. Right. He right, creates right. the flash early. Right. I love that.
1: Yeah. I think that's so cool. He creates the flash early so that he can train him to, to break the, the speed time barrier right. sooner but so what, that he can get his time travel machine
0: to work. But what I, that's that, so cool. What like, that's that, a great story. What that means though, is that the flash season one that we're watching is, is itself an alternate universe, altered right. through time travel totally. of perhaps the first round of Eobard Thawne going right. back in time, trying to kill Barry, the Barry that got created in 2020, you know, when that was when the Star Labs particle accelerator was supposed to explode. Right. When it was just really Harrison Wells who right. did it. Right, And then that's, that's that timeline that has been effectively erased yeah with flash season one which is something that i really really enjoy you i know? agree
1: i'm really into that and for me to make the mechanics work as soon as harrison wells leaves his future he's now stuck in our timeline yes like no matter what happens in his future it's an alternate timeline that no longer exists right because he's creating a flash yo- younger so right, obviously right. his future didn't happen right so that's why killing his distant relative to kill him in the future doesn't make sense because his distant relative um, gave birth to him in another timeline. So as right. soon as his distant relative dies, he should still exist because he's stuck in this timeline. Like, that bothered me. Yeah, except... The, Was you, that just me? just
0: this this me! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, again it won't be consistent it yeah. won't be consistent yeah I mean, and I, I get it I, I, they just I'm wanted that big emotional moment when these things come up like how much to tell you about what happens in the future none you're right so that's some of this yeah, we might,
1: sometimes the things that bother me are addressed the next season and it really helps
0: or sometimes they're made worse right totally because <laughs> yeah. i think i personally think that what happens with the thorns eddie and eobard i think becomes worse oh good
1: i look forward to it um yeah, I mean, there was a lot of monster of the week
0: storytelling, and that is permeates Flash in a way that is really interesting because it's Arrow. Season one did a little bit of that, but Monster of the Week were the one percenters that he was murdering, <laughs> right? Or the hundreds, <laughs> or the, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but I actually think it really works for the Flash. I
0: really dug yes, it. I yes. think
1: that they brought in a lot of cool characters from the comic books, and yeah. it's fun to see Captain Cold, and it's they, fun to see and his, they go his sister, hard the Gold Girl
0: on references to the dc comics so hard they, they're yeah. like let's let's double triple quadruple down on what smallville yeah and then arrow did let's right. just like let's just every do episode
1: it. every every bad guy was from the yeah. comics as whenever as I know. you hear
0: someone's name you should like google dc comics and right. that name and you'll be like oh damn and
1: having cisco naming all of them was super fun yeah. Um, okay, I've never watched Prison Break, but Captain Cold and, and that fire guy, aren't those the two main characters of Prison I've Break? I've never seen
0: Prison Break either. So. I,
1: I They look so familiar together, and yeah. I think I've seen them in commercials for Prison Break, but I wasn't sure about gotcha. that. Um,
0: I, but he's great. That actor? Which one? Uh, Captain Cold? Oh my God, I thought... W- Wentworth? W- Willworth? I do not like him <gasps> as Captain oh, Cold. Oh God, I love... He's so fucking smarmy. I had this really
1: different version of Captain Cold in my head because I've read some comics with oh, him in it. yeah. So... I, I felt like his performance was a little forced. Like you remember um in Arrow the what's the what's the drug called? Vertigo. Vertigo. And there's like Count, Count Vertigo. Vertigo yeah. That guy was in fringe. And Uh, he's, like, basically playing the Joker as Count Vertigo. Right, right, right. And I think that it's just so over the top that it's just, like, silly. I love good ham, though, you know? I I don't know. I enjoy some good ham. But for me, like, Captain Cold kind of crossed the line into, like, forced ham.
0: See, why I like Captain Cold is that what I think is happening, and I don't think that they've ever addressed it or even shown, like, yes, this is what's happening. I think that Leonard Snart, as a character is doing a hammy like this is his this is his first secret identity is this layer of Uh shitty personality that he puts in front of himself okay i can dig with that i think that and then when he gets like the cold gun gets to be captain cold it's like yes he's leaning more into that you know
1: yeah i like that as headcanon i i had a hard time with uh that episode where um cisco builds The cold gun and the gold gun and the flame gun. Oh, sure. Like, he has, like, 10 minutes to build these complex things. He has no machinery. Right, no
0: parts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I felt like they... Like, Cisco. I like that he's brilliant and I like that he can do anything, but I feel like he can do anything in his own lab when he has his tools. Yeah. And when you put him out in the wild and he does the same thing, it just feels like... Yeah, it doesn't. Again, it feels like the writers just p- getting the story to where they wanted it to go, they thing to happen, without right. thinking too hard about how they got there.
0: Right, right. I mean, I'm fine with that because again, eh. It, it, it's, it's it's this is like it's a science fantasy yeah know, i can like it's ride like, cisco along has a superpower that is yeah. to create science stuff you know w-
1: wasn't there like some hint that maybe he had been affected by oh by the way yes by the if, if
0: you yes they i didn't realize it that they hint at that in yeah. season one if by you, him
1: affected by the particle accelerator yeah explosion. if yeah. you
0: watch arrow season two that's when they first introduced barry caitlin and cisco the three right. of them are in Arrow Season 2. Right. So if you, at that point, Googled Barry Allen DC Comics, you'd be like, oh, this asshole turns into The Flash. Yeah. If you Google Caitlin Snow DC Comics, you'd be like, oh, she's Killer Frost. Like, that's... that's oh, I didn't even know that. Known, these, to me, I feel like aren't spoilers because it's like... Because the show doesn't DC necessarily Comics, do it. Like, But they do in The Flash if you watch carefully when... He travels back in time to save Nora, his mom. Uh-huh. They show all these scenes. In one of the scenes is Caitlin Snow with, like, glowing eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So they do a lot of... And there's other stuff where, like, oh, shit, this is, like, stuff that they have. So sometimes if you Google someone's DC Comics name of character, you'd be like, oh, that's a hero. But then they never... They never have any powers within the show. So it's yeah. not. Sometimes they're just using a name because it's like a fun reference.
1: Or maybe it's like hardcore foreshadowing of some kind. Or hardcore foreshadowing, is right? Cisco
0: a comic book so, character? So yeah, Cisco Ramon is a character named Vibe in DC Comics uh-huh. who has vibrational powers. We can like make earthquakes and stuff. Okay. And that's, that's like old DC. <laughs> and then DC reboots itself a few times right. with like the new 52 and right. this and that. So one of the later incarnations of Vibe, I think is where he has more like extrasensory sort of powers. Huh. Cool. So yeah. So that is interesting that they he is based on a, his name is clearly chosen to connect to someone who has powers. Yeah. And then in this they hint that yes he was affected by the particle accelerator.
1: Yeah. Which I But I all cool. that
0: said in the comic books and in the show, his powers are not supposed to be that he can build a goddamn gold gun out of right. stuff that he finds in a kitchen. Right. Totally. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, that kind of stuff. It 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 takes me out of the right. show. It's it it breaks my suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And there was a lot of that in the Flash season one.
0: Oh, and there's more of it. The Speed Force, which I don't remember. It might even be Harrison Wells who first calls it the Speed Force.
1: I think it was, yeah. But that
0: is like that is a DC comic. like the Speed Force is oh, a sure. thing, yeah. And that becomes a big thing in later seasons, yeah. But the Speed Force is basically like time, speed, magic. Yeah, it's it like just, whatever whatever they, they need it to do. It can do yeah. stuff. It does all kinds I, of stuff.
1: I've actually dived into the Flash comics recently because I've been watching this, and yeah. I I read a bunch of DC Rebirth in the last ah, year. Yep. Yeah um just out of curiosity i read a bunch of new 52 all the new 52 batman and some of the justice league yeah but not nothing else besides that really right i think um but then recently i'm like yeah, why don't i try dc rebirth like see if there's any good so right. i've read uh all the batman or most of it anyway i'm like getting it from the library so yeah. a little late right but batman green lanterns um hal jordan the green lantern corps yeah um a whole bunch of stuff and I'm like, why don't I try The Flash and Arrow? Because I'm watching these shows. So I picked those up recently. And The Flash Rebirth is fucking rad. I like it. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I like it. But Green Arrow Rebirth is trash. (laughs) I do not like it. It is really bad. Yeah. Uh, Like, really bad. in In a way that, like, really surprised me. Is it before the show? It's completely
0: disconnected from the show, but I mean, so like they're in Seattle. Yeah, um, that's what I was saying to you before: is that Green Arrow is a Seattle right, character. I remember that. But there's yeah. this thing that happens because of the Arrowverse, where like there's pre Arrowverse Arrow in DC Comics and post Arrowverse Arrow. Oh, interesting. Well, just because of its nature, like the uh, Green Arrow existed since whatever the 60s, right? Yeah. So, but at a certain point in time, Arrow from the Arrowverse becomes like oh, shit, this is, like, popular. Right. So DC Comics, I think, is like, oh, we need to kind of, like, fold this in, because we talked about that, how basically Arrowverse Arrow is a reskin of Batman with a bow and arrow. totally. So the DC Comics Arrow before the Arrowverse is a different dude entirely. Like, apart from, like... The the highlights of his story. It's not that much of the DC, you know, ha um, ha, uh, swashbuckling, right? Uh, Green Arrow. Well, yeah. The, so this the is i have read the one you're reading his is it sister, after they folded it in, or his
1: sister is his half sister and Shadow is her mom, and Shadow is an oh, assassin. His,
0: his half sister Amiko? Yeah, Amico? yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is post Arrowverse Green Arrow in DC Comics, is it? Because emiko was created by dc comics based on thea who was created <sighs> out of whole hog okay she was not uh, a character in the arrow that's interesting uh, canon prior to the show but they like the idea now we're getting further into arrow season three where okay thea that explains is- why shadow is randomly there as a completely different character but
1: s-h-a-d-o <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that's what I told you before. I'm glad I <laughs> yeah. told you before you read the comic, because you might have been had
1: this shock. Well, when you see her gravestone in season two, it's spelled out. Oh, right, 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 and right. And right, that's right. when I was like, what?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> in <laughs> Arrow season two, it ends with Thea going with Malcolm for training. Right. And then season three, you get to see she's become she's like an assassin. a badass. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and then I think at the end of season three, they hint at her wearing, or she might even put on the the Red Arrow costume. She to become becomes speedy. Right. Yep. So, so that that speedy version of Oliver Queen's sister, the people at DC Comics like that and want yeah. to do something with it. Yeah. So they create, they create uh, Emiko um, um, to be, yeah. uh, or Amiko, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how to say yeah. it. Yeah. Who then is introduced in the Arrow TV show. Oh, no way. In the future, yeah. Oh, cool. It's a real, don't tell me anything else about that. No, no. I'm stoked about that. I figured that's but, an okay thing to tell you. Yeah. Um. I,
1: I was really disappointed with the comic. It's just right. really bizarre. I mean- obviously Dinah Lance is there and she's a totally different person. And it's just really bizarre that like, she's just kind of wearing, um, like fishnets, no matter, no matter what they're doing. Cause that's
0: a black Canary, uh, right. Classic. Right.
1: Um, John Diggle is there. There's See, no Felicity Smoke.
0: And John is introduced, I think, in the show. I don't know or if he if he was in the comics. I think he, he was, was a side minor character.
1: It seems like he was in the comics earlier and then had a falling out with Oliver. Okay. And then they, they bring them back together in the first few issues of the rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, dude, Flash Rebirth is so good
0: yeah it's so good i I want to read it i'm I'm really
1: digging it they had a speed force storm so a whole bunch of speedsters Uh were created and then they make a speed force training center and Uh, the story's gone in really interesting places and like one of his best friends becomes a speedster all of a sudden right 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 and it's very i mean it's very different from the show but it feels like the same barry allen he's a crime scene investigator he's close friends
0: with iris west yeah those are all like early days flash stuff that's all like part of the right. lore of Flash.
1: But he doesn't... But the whole thing about Star Labs and him working with Star Labs is, seems like it was created for, for the, the show. That's TV show, right? Yeah. And I think that helps facilitate... Great. Oh, it, so good. It's
0: such a great uh, mechanic to allow them, them to do the monster
1: of the week. Yeah, of thing. It helps also, them like, track all the metahumans. I love
0: that people just straight up walk into Star Labs. Like, there is zero security. No. And they... That I feel like is something they continue forever, where they just don't ever lock the door to the point where people are like, "Why don't you lock the door?" Totally, and they still don't lock the door.
1: And I (laughs) because the writers want them to have people walk in and finish their sentences. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, what was what were your favorite monster of the
0: week? Characters. I have two. Well, I really like Captain Cold and his sister. So, okay. like, I, those are, I thought those are great. Yeah. For the, I like the lady that could teleport just because I really love Oh, that I have three because I loved her. I yeah. loved her.
1: For me, it was uh, Grodd. Oh, yeah. That was. Grod. So good. Grod. I, I couldn't even believe that was a TV show. Yeah. I mean, the CGI was amazing. Yeah. And then... And such a brilliant choice to to put it all in the sewers yes. so it's dark. And so you don't have to do as much detail. Yes. And it just made that
0: character so much more frightening. And Grodd is a, also a classic DC... Flash villain. villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. And then they... they hint at that like i think of the pilot uh-huh they where, do yeah yeah they're showing like the the cage uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: and then i mean you gotta love mark hamill's
0: trickster oh, yes. you gotta love that it yes. was just a delight and the the whatever his son was right yeah that was i thought he did a good job he did yeah playing against mark hamill basically both of them playing the same kind of right crazy super fun episode really well written and i love that it ties back to the 80s flash tv show yes,
1: yep. and they actually had like a picture of mark hamill as the trickster back in the day I mean, yep. that's just such a cool piece of tv history and then the mayor in that episode was a police officer of right, the same name same, in name, the old same show. actor yeah i like that stuff so much like i don't care that like John Wesley Ship plays Barry Allen's dad and played the Flash, right? And but like obviously both don't exist in the same universe, so right. it's like obvious that the that his dad was not the Flash when he was younger. Obviously,
0: B- that <laughs> or maybe
1: I mean I've only seen season one, but yeah. like his his dad's name is not Barry Allen, right? You know, right. whereas like the the Flash in the original show was named Barry Allen, right. so they're not like the same universe, right? But they are parallel in some way right or
0: like a multiverse right where they're
1: close enough that like some things overlap
0: and i think that's cool yeah. i, love that. I uh, love that amanda pays uh playing the doctor from mercury labs okay the oh one, is that, that who that was that older woman i read that
1: that she played the same character yeah but i but didn't she's know she's like a recursion. Th- i read that someone played the same character but i didn't know who it was yeah
0: so she in the 90s flash uh, played that t- uh, Tina something. Uh-huh. I uh, forget her name, but same Mercury Lab, same ca- same thing as the other people. So cool. Plays the same character with the same name, um, but in the '90s Flash, she was basically like the Caitlin Snow type. She was she was like a re- regular recurring character who worked with uh, Barry Allen. Oh, so she was like she was like a. Co-star uh, throughout oh, the okay. show. okay. Oh, i interesting. It, it made wow, piece. so cool. Do you, she was the she was the the lady in um, Max Headroom. She was that. British oh, really? Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
1: barely seen any of that. But uh, the okay. guy who played Max Headroom w- was in this classic episode of Next Generation, where oh, he's this right. thief the from the, fake the future. time traveler. Yeah, I love that actor, and he was in
0: Matt, Fru- Matt Fru- Fru- or right. something, Yeah, yeah. And he's he
1: great. Would, he was in um, uh, Watchmen as that like magician guy. Uh, or like mystic guy, I don't remember okay. his name. I just I love when he pops up in things. Yeah, because he just reminds me so much of Jim Carrey. Yeah, um, yeah, that like the attention to detail for comic book fans or Flash fans or fans of the old show. I mean, there's it's such a rich tapestry to yes. dive into, and even for someone like me who, um, is now diving into a little bit more of the comic history because of the show. Right, I can sense it. I can yep. feel it when I watch it that there's like so much attention to detail.
0: They did such a good job with. Basically, I feel like they were—they had made—they made a choice to like let's try to be as true as we can. We're we're making a CW show, so it's got to fit this model. But like beyond that, do all these details really matter to CW people? No, perhaps not the executives. They just want a good show. But let us do this. Like we want to do this, and it paid off. Like again, it's one of their highest—the highest rated series up to that point in time that they'd ever had, which I think is why they've exploded it out. And they, again, they do more of that. Like there's more of these references to all these different DC heroes and villains, you know? Yeah. Um, it's great. I love it.
1: Yeah. I, I'm really interested to see where, where this goes. And I have some small spoilers because I've seen promotional like, I've seen on Netflix that Legends of Tomorrow is there, and oh. it shows you a picture of the cast. You get to see who's in it, so right? So I know, I mean, spoilers for the Arrowverse year four, but right. I know that Captain Cold is in Legends of Tomorrow. Right, right, right. Um, and I also know that Katie Lotz comes back, which we'll talk who's about. Katie Lotz? She plays um, Sarah. Sarah Lance. Oh, so, right. Sarah's dead. Right. And I never believed for a second dead. that she was dead. I, <laughs> even, even, you, I didn't know that she was in Legends of Tomorrow until like I finished watching the season. Um, cause I just like auto, you might like this. It auto plays Legends of Tomorrow preview. I'm like, well, there she is. Uh, but right. I knew, I just knew she wasn't dead. I, it was driving me crazy. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Here's my, here's my plan. Let's finish up with The Flash. Okay. And then we'll like, we'll take a break. And yeah. then we're almost at an hour. So this is a oh. great episode we'll just say there's an episode of the flash and then we'll
0: come back and we'll do this is one of our things we were wondering when we started to do like multiple shows yeah is it gonna have to be like yep we can't we can't talk about flash arrow legends tomorrow in one hour i
1: think we need to i think we need to do season by season yeah but you and I will just keep going, but and everyone else will have to wait another week. Yeah, so.
0: they'll, be, they, they'll
1: be fine. They'll be fine.
0: Or it, enter into the Speed Force <laughs> and force us to release the episode.
1: <laughs> um, Doug, is there anything in Flash Season One that we haven't covered that you want to talk about?
0: Oh, I like the ending where they tease out where that helmet comes crashing through the portal. Um, that's got like it's the metal helmet, and it's got the uh, the lightning bolt on it. Oh, at the very end. And they're like, what does this mean? And then Wells is like, it means I got to get the fuck out of here. And he starts to leave. Yeah. Uh,
1: Do you remember that at all? I do. I didn't know what that meant. But I recognize that helmet is like the original Flash helmet.
0: That's like like the 40s.
1: Right. 40s Flash. Like when the Flash was introduced, that's what his helmet looked like. Yeah. So that's why I was like,
0: oh, damn. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. I'm stoked
1: to see where it goes. Yeah. I was a little pissed that they opened a wormhole over Central City because it was like Barry's decision to go back and not and like do the thing which he ended up not doing which opened this wormhole when he was warned that it might right so the fact that the hero of the show decides to take the risk that he could open a wormhole over Central City to do a thing that he doesn't actually do yeah
0: um like that guy needs to be arrested. Oh, they just, you know? dude, they just, they put the city in danger and out of danger constantly. Right. Like that's like I, B- Barry Allen making bad, dangerous decisions is like par for the course. What I love about Arrow is that
1: Oliver Queen does the same thing, but he has the best information he can get, and he makes the best choice he can. And oftentimes his choices are just flat out wrong because he is such an extreme person. He's he a can't dumbass. see right. He can't see what's real in front of him right. because he only sees like his code. Right. Barry um, is like
0: immature. And impulsive sometimes
1: Well, barry feels like he should make better decisions but then sometimes doesn't and yeah. it confuses me as a viewer yeah but but again like i mean really enjoyable show like uh, popcorn candy tv that i yeah. really like it's got a great message inside of it of like you know family and heroism and togetherness and love and yep. you know
0: oh all that stuff i know something i could talk about very briefly or yeah. try to make it brief that i loved about flash is firestorm Oh because sure. Because I was not I was a Marvel comic guy almost exclusively. Yeah. What I read if DC, I didn't even read like Batman or Superman or any of that. Like I could care less at the time as a kid about DC stuff. But for whatever reason I loved Firestorm as huh. a character. Yeah. And so to see and Firestorm is an obscure, I would argue an obscure DC character, at least in the 80s and 90s, you know? Yeah. And he's someone that they've never really done anything with. Yeah. So to see them, like, really... Not even do monster of the week, but like they tease that out. And then the minute I remember distinctly the first time watching Flash, when they have Ronnie Raymond, I'm like, boom, they're doing Firestorm. Like As soon oh. as they said Caitlin's boyfriend, Ronnie Raymond, I'm like, that asshole's coming back as Firestorm. He did not die in this explosion. Yes. I know where this is going. 100% That's guaranteed. That's so cool. And I thought it was going to be a one-off monster of the week that they're just teasing out. Right. Then they show Professor Martin Stein, the yeah. other half- I know the other half of Firestorm, they and I know his, he's also in Legends of Tomorrow. R- yes, but yeah. they, at the time, I don't know anything. But they yeah. show a picture of his like badge or something, and it's Victor Garber, and I was like, oh, he's going to be a regular character. It's the because that dude is like a famous actor. Yeah, he's yeah. like a TV. Right. You know, I've seen him in genre all sorts fiction. Of shit. Yeah, yeah. Alias was like the big one. That he, oh sure yeah the the dad. Right. So I was super excited when I saw. Just from watching the show, who they chose to play, Martin Stein? Because I'm yeah. like, yes, it's going to be multi-episodes That's of Firestorm. Cool. I actually had read
1: some books with Firestorm in it. He was in some uh, New 52 crossover that I read. Oh, I think yeah. it was the Forever Evil arc. Yeah. I think that, no, it was Forever Evil because like, Fire, the Firestorm Matrix was where they trapped all these heroes. Oh. So it was like all the bad guys had to step uh, up and save the Earth because evil versions of the heroes that we know had come from another multiverse to take over this one. Okay. To, and also to flee was it fleeing doomsday maybe i i I read it like a year or two ago yeah i only the idea of like two people trapped together inside of this like firestorm matrix was was so cool yes like such a cool character and i was stoked that they brought him into this and the original and that's fucking Stephen amell's brother that plays ronnie Uh, raymond i didn't know that it's they uh, both do look i'm assuming it is they look so similar and his name is something amell like he has the same last name I, it, can, it has to be him right. right it has to be his brother we'll check that at the break or, yeah we'll check it at the break because we're
0: <laughs> going to talk about Arrow yeah. uh, for next week's episode yes and then so that was my last thing that I just thought yeah. of at the last minute of something from Flash that I want to talk about that I was excited about
1: yeah and we'll probably talk more Flash as yeah. we talk Arrow also. did you
0: was there anything did you you hit all your Flash points I think so
1: <laughs> You you <laughs> genius. That was good. <laughs> that was good.
0: All right, Doug. Uh you want to plug your shit? Uh yeah. Douglas W. Fail on Twitter if you like seeing a half funny tweet every year. That's about my pace of tweeting. <laughs> Uh, and Doug Space Nine, Doug Space Nine,
1: yeah, that's, the, that's the show that still sort
0: of exists. The YouTube's—we've
1: been real slow getting episodes out. We did a live stream where we broke down the Picard trailer, yes, which was super fun. Yeah, that was so good. so that lives on my YouTube we'll channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash Jesse Mercury Sci-Fi. And Doug and I are going to get back to streaming some Deep Space Nine discussions yes. as soon as my health levels out. I do have to apologize to the podcast listeners. This is like I think a month between episodes. I right. had another really bad crash, but. Back on my feet again and here we go. More, Tune in to more Mercury to hear yeah. more
0: about the behind the scenes I, trails of Jesse Mercury. Just I want everyone inspired. to know
1: out there that I am putting out as much content as I can. And if you don't hear from me, it's because I'm real fucking sick. Yeah. But I'm I'm working it out. They love it. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> Since I've become like way less consistent, my viewership. Or listenership has really gone down. So if you're, you're still just, here, you're, I appreciate you. You're boiling you. it down to the essence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The real important people. And if you have something out there that you want to ask us about the Flash, uh, email me sci-fi at jessemercury.com dot Because Doug and I are podcasting together all the time now.
0: So I'll answer any superhero questions. Yeah, <laughs> even if you don't know the answer, you're gonna. <laughs> oh, answer I know anyway. the answer. <laughs>
1: All right, Doug, thank you so much. We're going to take you. a quick break, and we'll see you all next week to talk about Arrow Season 3. And I'm going to ask you about Constantine also, because I didn't watch that. <gasps> I didn't watch it either. Okay, well, never yeah.
0: mind. I won't ask you. <laughs> Did you try it? I watched a co- I will watch it, but my goal, because I know that you were I'm, chomping at the bit I'm for dying Season 4. to keep going. So I didn't stop to watch anything else. Yeah. My plan was to do Flash and Arrow, then watch Constantine as you and I tried to schedule this. Okay. And then the 100 drops. So right. And
1: both of us, yeah, I mean, had to watch that. I, had to that. I tried one episode of Constantine and just did not care for it. So it's, I think I mentioned that last time. This
0: is Constantine is what I thought Arrow season one was going to be, which is huh. like, oh, this is a half assed. Not yeah. that great, not that bad interpretation of a comic book.
1: Yeah, but I have heard that Constantine is going to be a regular character on the, the newest season of Legends of Tomorrow, so... But no spoilers for
0: you. Yeah, I well, the, the thing that I mean, sucks... I know the answer to that question, and I could tell you, and I could tell you when else Constantine shows up in Arrowverse, if he does. I've heard that
1: he's shown up, and I've heard that he will be a, yeah. a regular character. Yeah. I, I can't avoid... First, it's so frustrating because I guess someone who does Google searches about some of this stuff, (laughs) as I'm going through it, it just starts throwing all these articles at me of like you know i mean we mentioned this spoiler last time but uh emily bett ricard is not coming back for the last season of arrow which i didn't want to know that that sucks to know that
0: it sucks i mean but that's there's it's hard to avoid that kind of thing right and And like like,
1: all this crisis on infinite earth stuff is coming out so i just got to get caught up because it's so hard to avoid all these spoilers that's
0: why i got caught up to seven that was that was that was the other thing is once i finished three before doing constantine i'm like i gotta finish watching the rest of seven yeah Well
1: this is okay. so much fun as always. We're going to take a quick quick break. Um we'll see y'all next week. Show the flip
0: side in Until a month and
1: then, a half. stay nerdy out there. <laughs> Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury is listener funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash jessimercurysci-fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessimercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessimercury.com.